Welcome back to the Cordell and Cordell Men's Divorce and Dad's Divorce video and podcast. I'm Scott Trout, CEO and managing partner of Cordell and Cordell. We continue to bring you information on family law, guys before, during, and after divorce, trying to answer the questions, what can I do, what should I do, and what must I do? And as always, uh, you can't take this as legal advice. I continue to bring you that little disclaimer as we begin every podcast, just because each of your circumstances each of your facts are different, and they'd likely dictate a different result uh, and different uh, information that's shared with you. Really what we're doing today is to give you some tips and tricks and educational information to go seek out counsel from an attorney who practice, practices exclusively in family law. And as always, we're available for consult at 866-DADS-LAW, or you can find us on the web at cordellcordell.com. We can do telephonic, virtual, and in-person uh, consults where available keeping in mind your safety and your health as a priority. So check us out on the web or give us a call. We're happy to, to uh, take care of a consult for you and follow up on the information we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're joined with a partner in our client development team, Dan Cunio. Welcome. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we want to talk about, I think, you know, we talk a lot about the law. We talk a lot about what guys can do, you know, in certain circumstances. Uh, we're doing a virtual town hall today about modifications. And I think what we should start, we kind of always put the cart before the horse, and that is let's start with the consultation, that initial appointment that guys have, very similar to, you know, you go to a doctor, they talk about, oh, go online, fill out this information. You know, what guys really should know is to make the most effective use of that time, you know, considering, you know, they may spend, you know, a couple hundred bucks to go get really solid legal advice, some things moving forward. Let's talk a little bit about consults today, um, sure. and that's really kind of in, in your wheelhouse. And Maybe the best way to start that is, you know, what should guys bring? What should they be gathering prior to that consult to kind of make it the most effective use of their time? And, you know, it can be documents and notes and strategies and calendars, but kind of walk us through and give us uh, guys watching and listening right now some ideas. Sure. You touched on a, real, uh, on a lot of important aspects in the, in the process here. And, of course, the first one, actually making that phone call to schedule an appointment with the divorce attorney. That can be sometimes very nerve-wracking, some scary. It's, it's, it's a really big decision. And going back to one of your earlier points, you want to make sure that you do the research to ensure that the attorney that you're meeting with practices exclusively in family law. There's a lot of firms out there. There's a lot of attorneys out there who have a, a general practice. And when, when we break it down and we deal with family law issues, there's just too many nuances and, and too many statutes that are involved and just a lot of case law that can be interpreted in many different ways. And there's just such discretion with the judge that you want to make sure that the person that you're meeting with not only has the experience, but that's the sole focus on what their uh, primary practice is about. And one of the most important things that I would suggest that uh, potential clients start gathering before the initial are tax returns, if you can get a copy of those, bank statements, credit card statements, mortgage statements. You don't need to go back several years, but at least bring a current one. And if you can bring maybe a few months prior, that would help out, especially when we're looking at credit cards and bank statements to see, is there a theme going on? Is there some transactions or deposits or withdrawals that you're unfamiliar with that maybe we can point out that this might be the right time to file something, or maybe we need to wait a little bit more to put you in a, in a really good strategic position down the road to help you out. 
I think it's a great point to talk, and you know, we I make this you know comment all the time about someone who exclusively practices and and bringing those documents. And I was just thinking about, you know, if you you know you go get a, a doctor, you know, in the medical field, obviously you break your arm and it's significant. You, you really should go see an orthopedist, right? And you could go to a urgent care. Uh, and you oftentimes will. And what they'll say is you need to follow up with a specialist in orthopedics to make sure that you know the bone's going to heal, that it's set properly. I mean, the point is it's no different in family law. Uh, you can go get some general advice from someone who may dabble in it, but you know, to, to be the most effective. And you know, think about everything's on the line, everything you've worked for, your money, your property, and then your kids, your pension, your retirement. Uh, is it really worth risking all of that with someone who 10% of the time, 20% of the time, you know, there's smart people out there that do this, but you know, it's, it's just like an orthopedics. If you want it done right, you go to an orthopedist right. and, and then moreover, I think, you know, as you suggest, the tax returns and bank statements, gosh, so critical. I mean, I can meet with a client uh, generally for an hour, give them the high level of, of the law but I can't delve into their facts unless they bring something to me. And if I'm spent, they're going to spend a couple hundred bucks with me. I want to give them everything I can, like you suggest. It's, you know, those documents are really so critical. They are. And one thing to highlight is you're, you're right. We're on such a short period of time that we, we really want to maximize what we're discussing. And I always start out the, the meetings with what are your goals? And that's something that we as attorneys, you know, right out of the, the gate so we can determine how do we want to tailor this limited time that we have. So we want to make sure that we focus on what's important to you, but also we need to apply how your situation is to the law and what needs to be done now and what can be done down the road. Because we really, at the end of the day, we need to protect you. And the only way that we can protect you is, as you mentioned earlier, documents. And that goes to just documenting everything, not just actual hard physical copies, but start documenting if there's children involved, the time that you spend with your kids, how you're spending them, issues that you're seeing with your spouse, what are those issues, how often do they arise, bring them with you so we can discuss because there may be a pattern and that could be an issue that we really need to focus on and what do we need to do to make sure that we're not just protecting you but protecting your, your children. Mm -hmm. But you're, you're right as far as assets, assets are not only tangible but we're also dealing with your children too. So it's not just money, it's the, the most prized asset in most situations if there's children involved are gonna be your kids. And then yeah. second, it's going to be, as you mentioned, your retirement, your pension. You're right. You work so hard, so long. And at the end of the day, you could be given half, if not more than that away. And, and what do we need to do to protect that? Because depending upon the, the state that you're in and who you're meeting with, you need to make sure if I file, is that going to be considered a data separation? And if so, Anything that I start accruing and acquiring after that, is that going to be considered just mine or do I need to uh, potentially have to share and split that with my spouse? So there are timeline ramifications as well that need to be discussed. And that information we can really uh, digest and determine what needs to be done by looking at these documents. Again, you mentioned it best. It's really, it's a high level overview, but we need to make sure that we're covering what's important to you, but also what's important to us as far as how can we uh, try to achieve those goals. I mean, it's much, you know, we're all used to going to the doctor and we're all used to that routine of kind of giving them. I, I talk a lot about the doctor-patient, attorney-client relationship and how they, they should be the same. You know, our goals, albeit medicine and law, are to heal you, to make things right, to get you in a position right. to accomplish what you want. But the point is, is that if you're going to go to the doctor, you're not going to go and say, 
you know, I want you to heal me, but I can't really tell you what is really wrong. I'm not going to describe it thoroughly. I'm not going to give you a list. I'm just going to tell you, I just don't feel right. Well, doctors, no way. They're going to be able to kind of give you a good course of action, recommended treatment. Same thing with a lawyer. So when you, that's why when you say list of goals, that's huge. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually having a conversation later today with a, a very good friend who uh, is considering divorce. And, and the point is, I said, look, I want a list of goals. As you go through this, I want to know kind of what you really want out of this, if this is the direction it goes, because then we can dictate kind of or formulate a strategy, just like a doctor. If like you say, look, um, what's, I'm limping, it's my hip. Uh, and the doctor now go, okay, now I know what I need to do. This exam, this test, this is what I know what needs to be done. This is the medication. And so it, it is, it's most people, uh, if hopefully they get divorced one time. Uh, we know we have those that do repeats, but the point is they've never done it before. So it is scary. And I think mm -hmm. as you suggest giving them these ideas, this is, you know, really the one thing that we probably should be talking a lot more about is prepping for this very important meeting that, you know, you want me, you want, you know, you, Dan, to kind of lead them and give them a great strategy and say, okay, here's what I'm going to do for you. And, and I think that's so, you know, so very important. It is in two things out, out of what you just said that are important. One, transparency and honesty, right? We, we can't really guide you, protect you, and give you the thorough uh, advice and, and really make the most out of that meeting if you're not honest with us. We're not here to judge, but we need to know because then that's going to allow us to be able to tell you that may be irrelevant or here's what we can do to try to help you correct that. So no matter what the situation is, no matter how embarrassing you may think it is, we need to know that because then we can determine this is the best course of action. To your example, this is the medicine that we're going to prescribe for you. Then you need to take it and you need to be diligent in, in taking this prescription that we're outlining for you because this is the plan. And as you mentioned, this is your life. Moving yeah. forward, what you discuss and then how you decide to uh, plan either separation or divorce is important. And also what happens in that meeting needs to stay confidential. That doesn't mean you can't go and have discussions with your spouse, but you don't want to disclose what we discuss in, in a meeting because you're going to be breaching your own attorney-client privilege. And when you start discussing matters that are in that meeting with third parties, then they could be called to testify against you. And a, and a lot of potential clients do not know that or understand or realize that. And they think, oh, well, I can go and discuss this with, with my mother or my father or my spouse if it's a modification and we really we want to make sure that we're protecting that communication so we can continue to have these this open dialogue but that doesn't mean we can't you shouldn't be prevented from having discussions with your spouse mm -hmm. what i like to advise clients is have those discussions do not commit to anything do not discuss what we're talking about but it, it allows us kind of two bites at the apple meaning you're allowing to your wife to to have these discussions with you and it gives you an idea of where that person's coming from then come back to us and, and let us know, this is what my spouse was discussing. What are your thoughts on this? And if we can continue that open dialogue, that might help facilitate settlement, which in the end of the day, if we can resolve your case, which is beneficial and it doesn't compromise or jeopardize any of your, your interests, then that, that's a win because yeah. we want to try to minimize and mitigate your financial exposure, not just on alimony or child support, but also on attorney's fees too. We need to be smart. And that's what a lot of our attorneys in our firm do is we, we litigate smart. We want to make sure that we're advancing our client's case, but we're also making sure that we're promoting their goals and doing what we can to get them to where they need to be.
For some dads out there, the coronavirus pandemic has become a pretext to limit access to their children. Other dads have been pushed out of key decisions affecting their children's lives. If you're one of those dads, Cordell & Cordell is here for you, as always, but with expanded services. We can meet you in person or by video conference on weekdays, evenings, or weekends. Our goal is to step up our service to meet your needs now. One of the questions I ask my, you know, all consults is, tell me what's the worst thing they're going to say against you, and the worst thing they're going to, worst thing they're going to use against yep. you. And, you know, just got, and they'll know it's embarrassing. And this conversation I'm going to have later today, um, something doesn't feel right with, you know, I've read this this email, and it's just as if the marriage fell apart. Well, I know there's something there. You just can feel it, and so it's kind of making sure they understand the comfortable level of confidential. It's attorney-client privilege. It's not going to leave that room, and we're here to help you. In order to do that, we have to have that that those small things, the things that tend to be embarrassing, uh, the tend to, those things tend to make a big difference in every case and strategy. And, and these little things, they can blow up to be bigger things, which can make or break a case. Whereas if yeah. we knew ahead of time, we can definitely mitigate or even eliminate that concern and and move on. Yeah. And so, just knowing it up front allows us just to be able to provide better advice and more sound advice on, on what needs to be done. Another uh, tip that I like to, to give clients uh, ahead of time, especially when they reach out, is make sure you fill out that intake. That is very mm -hmm. important because I can tell you from personal experience and then with attorneys in our own firm that we review these intakes ahead of time. It's not as if once you schedule that meeting, we do not look at that for the first time while we're talking to you or meeting with you. That guides us to say, okay, well, let's make sure there's something on file. Or when was the last time something was on file? Maybe we can pull some documents to be prepared ahead of time. There's so many clients come in, and when we have that information ahead of time, not only are they impressed, but it allows us to really dig into what can we do as opposed to taking time out to figure out, is there something filed? What has been filed? Mm -hmm. And we touched on it earlier when we're talking about documents. Bring everything that you've been served with. We'll make the decision whether or not we feel that it's important or it's something that we need to, to review or respond to. But make sure that if you have a court document, bring it with you because a lot of times they're, it, they could be time sensitive. And we want to make sure that we're complying with the, the timeline with the court to make sure that we can prepare our own answer and then our, our own cross petition if, if need be. Yeah, you know, and, and kind of to wrap it up, and I think the one thing that is, it does come up a lot as, as we kind of close out this portion, is many clients say, hey, I want to bring my mom, my brother, my sister, or my best friend to the consult, and you know, they do, for support. Is that something you sure. recommend? I, I do not. The support aspect, absolutely, and, and that's more from an emotional standpoint, but from a legal standpoint, just bring yourself to the, to the initial consultation. Uh, we touched on it earlier, the attorney-client privilege only extends to you and that attorney and you members of that attorney's firm. You bring someone else in, not only breaching that privilege, but then they could be called to testify against you. But also, we may have some sensitive questions that we need no answers to, and we need you to be honest. From what you and I were discussing earlier, that honesty, that transparency, that's important. And if you have someone sit next to you, you may not be as forthright that we need you to be because you could be concerned that you could upset them or you don't want them to know that embarrassing information. But absolutely, yeah. that's probably one of the most important points to make is we wanna make sure that you're in that meeting with yourself and by yourself only. Yeah, 
And then I think I've done with some clients before, I said, look, let's, they can wait in the lobby. Um, and when we finish our meeting, um, if you want to talk to them about the financial support, because I can tell you a lot of occasions where I have a mom coming along, uh, not, you know, it's not the client's spouse, it's the client's mother or their father, mm -hmm. who's going to help support them financially to kind of get them through this process. I say, look, we can bring them in the financial discussion and then we can just tell them, here's our strategy, but let's get through the, the you know, the attorney client privilege, privileged information first and foremost, get that Absolutely. out of the way. And then we can bring them in afterwards. And I think that's a good resolution, a good settlement. Yeah, and that's that. That's a great point because then there's someone involved, so they can understand what the roadmap is, mm -hmm. but not the actual details and how we're going to get there. And then the financials are so important because they're they're the ones footing the bill, and and we want to yeah. make sure that they understand exactly how our billing structure is and, and what monies that they need to put up front and kind of what the bigger overall picture is. Yeah. One other thing, I know we're probably running short on time, but uh, that I was thinking about is bring a list of questions. Mm -hmm. I don't care how many there are. There, there's no such thing as a bad question because if it's important to you, then it's important to us. And we want to make sure that all of your questions are answered. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's more educational, it's informational, but it's also to develop a strategy. And, you know, that time goes so quickly, you got 60 minutes in there, maybe a little bit longer. And inevitably, you're going to forget it if you don't write it down and you don't bring it. There's so much going on. Preparation, preparation, it's, it's huge. And, and it's just a great way to end this podcast is to talk about that list of questions. Because guys right now, you know, you can even ask themselves the same questions. What can I do? What should I do? And what must I do? And if they write those three things down and they start thinking about relating those three to the areas of their life, finances, property, custody, retirement, they'll be able to answer all their questions. So it's good stuff. Sure. Yeah, so thanks, absolutely. Dan, as usual, uh, bringing us great information. So we want to continue to do that. We'll touch base on this subject again, because I think there's just so much more detail we could get into. And Dan, sure. we'll have you back again. And we'll talk a little bit okay. more about consultations and being effective in them as well. So. Great. We'll continue to bring you information on family law. Thanks for joining today. Uh, you can reach us on the web, cordellcordell.com, or give us a call at 866-DADS-LAW. Tune into our virtual town halls each month as we bring you specific issues related to divorce before, during, and after, including modifications and paternities and, and all things family law, where you'll have an opportunity to log in during that virtual town hall, ask a question of our Cordell and Cordell panel of attorneys, and get answers live that day. So look uh, online for our next virtual town hall, and we'll see you then. Until then, have a great week. Mm -hmm.